I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and it's time to get wealthy. You're going to learn exactly what you need to know and do to achieve the level of financial success you desire and you deserve. So are you like so many, many black women in particular that have gotten multiple degrees? You've went for that American dream and you felt like that that should lead you to financial success. Well, the truth is that the American dream has led far, has become a nightmare for far too many women. According to a study by the AAUW, black women have 22% more in student loan debt than their white counterparts. Well, that certainly is the situation that our guest today found herself in. Uh, has your American dream, the pursuit of it anyway, become a nightmare? And that's exactly what we're going to discuss today. And so these are the three things they don't want you to know. And that is that student loan debt is not good debt and multiple degrees do not guarantee more income. And then finally, continuing to defer your payments on student loans does not really help you achieve anything, but more importantly, it just increases the amount of what you have to borrow. And so Tamika, welcome to Get Wealthy. And I'm so excited that you're here to share your story. So Tamika, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Hey, Deborah, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. It's good to see you. It's always a pleasure to see you. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about myself. Um, daughter of immigrants. Um, my family is uh, Bahamian, Haitian. And I, honestly, I believe that background is what helped me uh, have the fortitude to be able to see this situation through. Uh, I, you know, I live in Maryland now, but I came to the Washington DC area to study at Howard University. You know, I wanted to be the next Connie Chung when I was a teen. So I was going for that dream wholeheartedly since I was a teenager. So nothing was going to get in my way. And by the time I got to Howard University, at that time I was about 19 years old. And what was placed in front of me was a promissory note that said that, hey, if you sign this document, you can be able to achieve your dream, not really understanding the full foresight of what I was going to be experiencing right after college. So once I graduated Howard University, very excited, got an internship at National Public Radio, and then I got my first real job as the news anchor for the Al Sharpton show, and I was making a whole $30,000 at the time, which was great money. <laughs> and, I, and I just knew that I was going to be able to pay back my student loans. Well, six months after graduation, I was hit with a enormous bill. And I was also hit, and this is during the time of economic downturn in the country in 2008. So I was not only hit with um, job reduction, but I was also hit 
and faced with the reality of a very massive uh, loan, student loan bill. And um, when I reached out to that specific loan company to share my hardship, that's when reality set in that uh, I had to pay that bill back no matter what. Ah, well, you know what, Tamika, your story is is many stories, many Black women's stories in particular. And so when we come back, I want to share with the audience exactly what you needed to do to get to the other side. And it all started with mindset, strategy, execution, although you believed, like so many people, that that college degree was going to lead to the American dream, the promised land, and that six-figure income, it was elusive. So Tamika, we're on the other side of this nightmare. You found yourself in significant debt. I want to talk about the mindset that you had. You went to Howard University, you got that degree, and when you came out, it couldn't have been a worse time in terms of getting your degree in, in the recession of 2008. What were the beliefs that you had about uh, a college education and what it could provide you with? Well, the number one belief system was that if I got this degree, then the world would somehow open up to me and I would be able to have financial security. And like I said, six months after graduation, I was hit with the reality that that was not going to be the case. Uh, And so I talk about this in a way that not being able to pay back that student loan and having to um, find myself in a space where I had to basically become an entrepreneur was actually my saving grace because I learned how to be able to take the career that I want to be in and actually turn it into a brand. Well, like most business owners, starting a business from the ground up is not easy as well. So I had to really kind of reframe my mindset around how I wanted to approach this. And, you know, not paying it all back at that specific point in time was something that I had to grapple with. Because like so many people, you tie your self-worth to the ability to be able to pay back debt. And so when you can't make that 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 loan payment or you can't clear that debt within a set amount of time, that really takes a, a major hit to your um, to your self-esteem. Uh, but, you know, I just kept pushing forward. I kept, you know, kept hope alive, as they say, and um, and set my mind around, you know, no matter what, I'm going to get this done. And so I started working uh, at one time, you know, I'm like I said, my family's from Bahamas. People were calling me a Jamaican. They were like, how many jobs do you have? (laughs) And and I was like, listen, I had to cut the fray out, get focused on what I wanted to do and understand that this this process was not going to be forever, but it was going to be for right now so that I could see myself through to the other side. And boy, what a beautiful sight it has become. Well, you know, it's interesting. And I really want, because talking about your, um, you know, where you're from, the fact that you are an immigrant, Mm -hmm. I want to get into like your 
you came here with your family and your family yes. came to America in pursuit mm -hmm. of the, that American dream. Exactly. And so how, how did that influence your mindset about taking on, you know, did you have any fear of the student loan or, or taking on debt? What did your, your, your family tell you about pursuing this uh, college degree and the money it would take to do so? Well, they were not as uh, supportive as they could be, to be frank, in the beginning because of the financial fears that stemmed from taking on so much student loan. Um, and the fears that they had, uh, it would basically what, what it would do to me. Like, do you really think you can pay it back? That was really the, uh, you know, the mindset around that. Um, we don't have the money. And like so many immigrants, they were pushing me towards going into the military. And at this time, okay. think about it. I'm 19, you know, being told by my family, hey, we don't have the money. Uh, the military is your option. But I was lucky enough to um, had been at a, a, it was called like a college bound program um, in my high school. And I also met a woman who um, really understood the process. And so she actually helped guide me through to get into college. Uh, and to me, that was um, basically the bridge to that world. I didn't necessarily have my, my family there. Don't get me wrong. They were very supportive. They were just moving in, um, in scarcity uh, and not in abundance. Well, you know, I love that you said that, uh, Tamika, because I think the fact is that uh, your, a, a college education is uh a valuable asset would you agree with that like yes. the experience that howard university gave you in preparing you ultimately for your career yes. do you feel that the investment was worth it oh wholeheartedly i you know I believe I was, uh, you know, we're in a special club, if you know uh, us HBCU people. <laughs> we're in, <laughs> we're in a HU, special club. you know. <laughs> yes. We're, you we know, know, and then, you know, when the vice president ascends, you know, to the, the higher rungs of, uh, of our society and she's from Howard University, it's all over, okay? <laughs> well, and you know what? That's what I love between the AKAs my friends who are AKAs and Howard grads, it is really scary. We yes, are, they yes. already carry themselves at a certain level, yes. right? And now yes. uh, seeing the, and if you just look at the leadership and the kinds mm -hmm. of um, accolades that have, uh, that so many graduates of Howard University or any yes. HBU, if you look at leadership in many major corporation, you will see that is where it's been prepared. And yes. so I by no means want to convey to our audience that I'm not pro-education. It's just that you have to look at how you're going to find that finance that education. And so when we come back, Tamika, I want to go a little bit uh, into not you you had the mindset certainly of mm -hmm. wanting to get this college degree do better but when reality hit you it yes. was as you said that you reached out to that uh uh 
uh, loan uh, whoever the institution was who was carrying your loan and re realized yes. you were facing hardship and you can pay. What yes. I want to get in next is the strategy that you actually use to eliminate that debt in a very okay. short period of time when we come back. Let's be honest, as successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA? Check. Aggressive savings and investments? Check. Yet, the freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel, watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. Welcome back to Get Wealthy, everybody. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and we're talking about a topic today that impacts so many Black women, so many Black people, but we're talking about Black women specifically today. And our conversation is with Tamika Smith, who, when I met her, actually reached out because she was trying to figure out, you know, how does she... Uh, pay off all of the student loan debt and also increase her income. And so Tamika, I want to talk a little bit about when you first reached out to Wealthy You, talk to our audience about how you were feeling uh, in it, with the financial situation that you found yourself in. That's a really great question, Deborah. I was um, confused. Uh, I had already reached a point where, I, like I said, I was working, you know, a lot of jobs, had been saving, but didn't quite understand how to allocate or what I needed to know that I didn't know, right? And so by the time I got introduced to you, I was already kind of primed in the, in the mindset of reaching the next level. I just didn't quite understand how to get there. So when I reached out to you, we had a conversation and the first thing we talked about was mindset. And once the mindset was created and the vision was created, then it was, all right, now strategy. Um, one of the things that stood out to me about your program was the idea that, um, you know, you have to move in the mindset of abundance and move in a mindset of servitude. And so many of us move in, what can you do for me? And, and, you know, what can I do for you? And it's always, you know, this, this volley. But understanding and moving in a space where you're in servitude of people, then you start understanding your worth a little bit more because then you know you're filling a space and you're filling a gap that others need. And so I started reevaluating my career, started um, reapplying for positions and even searching for a promotion within my own the own my my uh, my current clients and that's what actually happened to me the year where everything opened up for me i was able to uh get promoted with a company i was already in because at that point that point in time um i didn't quite understand where the gaps were until i started the program and then after the program i was able to kind of reframe the services and, and my talents differently to the company so that I was then promoted into a role. And so by the end of that year, I was able to pay off what I needed to 
and have have monies left over to then push myself into a six figure retirement portfolio. Well, you know, I love that you said that. And I, and I want the audience to get that. When we talk about get wealthy, a lot of times people think, oh, it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. Actually, getting wealthy is a function of your ability to use your gifts and talents to serve others. And so one of the first, yes. when we talk about wealth mindset, it is about how can you add value to others? One of the That's first right. habits And if you watch this program at all and you see a theme throughout of many of the people that I'm interviewing, you will see like Tamika, she that mindset shift was really understanding her own value and how that value could serve others. So I I know that the audience is saying, what, what are you (laughs) saying that you were in a certain place? and you were able to get promoted. So so talk to us a little bit about how that wealth mindset shift, and we're going into strategy now. I know I I didn't kind of tee this up. How making that shift in mindset allowed the the place where you were, right? I often Mm -hmm. tell people they're 10 feet away from gold you advocate for yourself and be able to convey your value to get that promotion. Well, at this specific point in time, and you know, it's always about opportunity and being ready for that opportunity. Um, and so at this specific point in time, I say this is like 2000 or now 2022. So 2020, we were in the middle of some shakeup at the, um, at the university and in the, in the newsroom. And people were moving, you know, different jobs. People were, you know, growing into other opportunities outside of the company. And um, and for me, this was my, I would say, second time or third time around applying for a position at the company. And, you know, when you don't get promoted so often, you turn it on yourself and and ask, well, what is it about me that I'm not getting this? Uh, and that's a really tough question to answer. But like you talked about, it's really about understanding your gifts and not only understanding them, but being able to communicate what you can do. So when the opening, you know, when the the, uh, the opening occurred at my, my job, I said, okay, I'm going to go for this wholeheartedly, like Beyonce. I'm about to give it my all. <laughs> this, is a, this is about to go down. <laughs> so... So what I did was um, I said, I am going to really step into this role. So I created an an EPK, which is something that's very well known in public relations. It's called an electronic breast kit. I said, I'm going to create a portfolio to show them my statistics, to to show them um, what I've been doing outside of the company, how I can bring those resources to the company, show them what I've been doing in radio and television, in um, online, and just really take my resume and punch it up to another level and think about what are the other candidates going to be presenting in my mindset, in my mind, I'm like, what could they potentially be presenting and how can I outdo what they would potentially be doing? And that's what I did. I even listened to Ted Radio Hour uh, talks to listen to how to best present yourself, how to get yourself into the, you know, the best mindset. And what I learned is if you stand in the two minute 
superwoman pose that actually puts you in the mindset to like feel like you can just take on the world. So I did that before every interview. I had three rounds of interviews um, and I did that every interview, two minutes. And I listened to Diva is a you know female version of a hustler by Beyonce <laughs> before every interview. <laughs> So, you know, I brought my psychology to the game. You know, I brought my skill set to the game. You know, I just just I tried to just shed myself of everything that had happened before, whatever traumas I had experienced. And I just really focused in on the time and the period that I was in at that specific point in time and just gave it my all. And let me tell you, Deborah, what ended up happening is I didn't get the job. Okay. I didn't get the job, but I was so good at the interview. They said, you know what? We have to find something for her. And that's what, and that's what happened. That's literally what happened. I love it, you know, because that's the point we're talking about get wealthy. And that's the point we want to make is that you've got to own it. You've got to take ownership. And, and Tamika, listen, you could be the best thing since sliced bread, mm -hmm. but if nobody knows about it, then how can they understand your, your value? It's a conversation exactly. that I've had with so many people and something that I learned that I was coached on very early on in my own career. Tamika Smith, thank you so much for coming on and a sharing pleasure. your story of how you're getting wealthy and taking ownership of your success. Folks, when we come back, I'm gonna break it down. We're gonna review exactly what Tamika had to do in our analyze, optimize, maximize part of this program. So don't go anywhere, folks, we'll be right back. Let's be honest, as successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA, check, Aggressive savings and investments, check. Yet, the freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel, watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. Welcome back. I'm Deborah Owens, and hopefully... You've gotten the exact knowledge that you needed to, to get in order to get wealthy, particularly around overcoming student loan debt. Was Tamika's story amazing or what? But let's talk about, let's, let's just review. Analyze, optimize, maximize. What did Tamika do to really accelerate her financial growth at the same time paying off her student loan debt? Well, the first thing she did was hey, in order to pay off that debt, she had to make more income. And so she really monetized her skills. Actually, I often say you're sitting 10 feet away from gold. What can you do right now to really uh, increase the amount of cash flow you have coming in? And then secondly, optimize. She looked at how she could allocate resources to each of her goals, whether it was paying off debt or saving. And then finally, maximize. I love that she shared with you that no matter what employer she had, she was looking at what benefits, whether it's retirement plans, matching plans, that she could take advantage of 
to, again, accelerate her financial growth. So if Tamika can do it, if she can pay off student loan debt and achieve a six-figure retirement plan, you can too. So I hope you've enjoyed Get Wealthy, and I can't wait to share more insights on our next show.